Season 1, Episode 19, Pete Kingman, Bible Story Evangelism, 1 Corinthians 2, 2, which says, For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That verse was Paul's solution to controversial topics of his day and probably would be good advice to avoid in our day. 1 Corinthians 2.2 For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's uh, obviously the second verse in chapter 2. Let me read uh, verses 1, 2, and 3. And brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I read uh, verses 1 through 5. Um, uh, Declaring unto you the testimony of God, that that is uh, something for some of us to do, to just stick with the the main thing, make the main thing the main thing. Uh, if we follow Paul's advice, we will avoid turning arguments into quarrels. We will avoid uh, appealing to emotion, which includes ridicule and spite, uh, red herrings, which include introducing unrelated or invalid points to distract the reader from the actual argument uh, or appeal being made. And that's what I thought I was going to talk about, but I, uh, I think that we need to just stay on the most important thing, which is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Bible story evangelism. Uh, and, and hopefully some other things besides just how to get to heaven. Uh, but uh, that is the most important, but I doubt too many uh, people that don't know the Lord will tune in. But, but uh, again, uh, I believe in imminence, so the rapture could happen tonight, and those unbelievers are going to be scrambling for teaching, for without the Holy Spirit, my goodness. Um, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I don't think I would have figured out, somebody handed me the Bible and said, figure out how you get to heaven. I don't think I would have been able to do it.
I need, needed someone. How shall they hear without a preacher? And I needed someone to take me step by step, answer my questions, and for lack of a better metaphor, lead me to Christ. As a shepherd would lead his sheep, whatever. Um, and I was led to the Lord. And I've told you that story many times, but I wasn't initially very interested. But after reading many verses in this man's Bible, and he had the audacity to write in his Bible. And uh, he had been a Christian for, I think, for about, oh, I don't know, less than 10 years for sure. And that initial uh, temptation for, for a new Christian, at least back in the 60s and 70s, uh, Florida Bible College related people, was to fill your Bible with as many uh, notes as you possibly could. And, um, but now with the technology we have today, we pretty much can get away from that because we can just call up the Greek and the Hebrew and, and all of that on our phones, at least I can with eSword. But um, it's hard to stay focused on the most important things. And back in the day, they, they used to say, let's major on the majors and minor on the minors. And just say, thy will be done. Have a father, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And apply that to every thing that we're concerned about. What thou wilt. Old English word, I guess past tense of will. What thou wilt. What thou want. And I can live with that. And just uh, try to uh, follow my wife's prayer. And I guess I'll wind it up with this. Um, Father, I desire to be filled. It is Colossians uh, chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. And I personalized it. I, it was Paul's prayer for the Colossians that he prayed without, without ceasing. And uh, so he prayed for those folks a lot. But... Uh, Father, I desire to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, to walk worthy of you and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of you, strengthened with all might according to your glorious power with patience, long-suffering, and joyfulness, giving thanks unto you, Father, who made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. There's another old English word in there, meet, but that means uh, qualified, uh, able, able to be partakers of the inheritance of saints and light. For God hath made him to be sent for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God looks at us and sees Jesus sees Jesus' perfection, and that's a gift. That's propitiation, that's payment for our sins. And our response really can only be, in my opinion, gratitude. Thank you, Lord, for dying and paying for my sins. And again, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And Paul, when he was confronted with all these different 
things that I'm sure the Roman government presented to the Jews and the Jewish people presented to Paul and the Corinthians up there in Corinth, uh, Europe, if I'm not mistaken, north of Asia Minor, Greece. Um, he wrote them, witnessed to them. He uh, said, I, for I determined, and one of my tricks to memorizing verses is, I, I'm sorry, but I have little tricks. Uh, I have friends that laugh at me because of it, but that's okay. I have one particular friend that laughs at me because of that. But for I, I have four eyes because I wear glasses. So, For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And boy, that's, that's focus. It reminds me of Winston Churchill who during the war um, said that he had one goal, the destruction of Hitler and Hitlerism. His, uh, his valet as the Prime Minister of England, 10 Downing Street, when, when Hitler attacked Russia, his valet was laying out his clothes and said, sir, can I ask you a question? He said, of course. And he said, you are the most adamant anti-communist in the world. Does this change anything for you now that Hitler has attacked Russia? Which might be part of the reason why Hitler attacked Russia, to put Churchill on, on the spot. Would he pick to continue fighting or would he join in the destruction of Stalin? Churchill wrote in his six volume series, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but he said um, to his valet, I have one goal in this war, and that's the destruction of Hitler and Hitlerism. So it was no problem at all for Hitler. He was glad, he was in the fight by himself until Stalin came in. But then he was afraid that they were going to do what they did in World War I and drop out, so he was very eager for for others to join the battle. And 9-11 was, was bitter, I mean, I'm sorry, Pearl Harbor was, December 7th was, was bittersweet for him because not only did the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor, but they also attacked the King George battleship, 5,000 men. And they, he had met FDR for the first time off the coast of Canada on the King George battleship. And he was wondering, how can I persuade this leader of this very powerful country to join us in the destruction of Hitler and Hitlerism? He said, he decided to sing hymns. One of them, the great hymn from the Titanic, Nearer My God to Thee. That's the song that they sang as the, 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 the band was playing as the Titanic was going down, based on eyewitness accounts and, and other great hymns. And when he got word that 
land-based aircraft had sunk the King George. Nobody, that had never happened, never occurred to anybody that that was even possible. But they got too close to the shore and they were sunk. And the crew was, was lost. And that, he said, was the worst day of his time as Prime Minister of England. Anyway, I'm afraid I got a little quiet there, but if I did, I apologize. But uh, so I will say adios. I will say vaya con Dios. Adios means to God. Vaya con Dios means go with God and good night.